All right, and we're going out to Milwaukee. The Games and Grub podcast. Hey, well, what are we calling this? Grubs and Games? Games and Grubs? Games and Grubs. So, Games and Grubs. All right. Games and Grub. Best podcast on the planet. How are we doing? Thanks for supporting the Games and Grub. Shout out Games and Grub Radio. Friendship with the Games and Grub podcast. Welcome yeah. to Games and Grub. I appreciate your patience tonight. It's been a moment since I've done some public speaking. I find nowadays it's, you know... Best to keep quiet. But uh, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Young angel and young lion. You know what it is. Uh, love. Yeah, and why are you saying the dog days of summer? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, well, Brian opened it up with the dog days of summer. And I'm wondering what that We gotta is. focus on the dog. Can you, can you tell me why you used the word dog? Yeah, uh, well, some, some could say it's symbolic. Some could say that it's because of this little 12 pound bundle of joy i am recording this podcast with (laughs) he is currently on top of my lap playing with my sock that he got out of the dirty laundry who's his name is Is that the dog his name is humphrey and he is his name is humphrey he is living in our house johnston hall west today our dog's name is humphrey does he have a last name zach Humphrey O'Malley. He's Irish. Games and Grub. Best podcast on the planet. How we doing? Listeners are going to hear a segment before this interview where we talk about getting a dog this year and after leaving the residence halls. And what did they name him? Humphrey. 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 What kind (laughs) of dog? It is a beagle hound mix. So super, super, super small. It's only about four months old right now. And it's they say it's going to get to around 30 to 45 pounds. Now that we're outside of Humphrey, we just realize how much, obviously by name of the dog, how, how much the building meant to us. So awesome. Oh, and, and I want to go back to the dog for a minute because it is, it's a little <laughs> known secret that um, hall ministers can have dogs. I think, really? the, I think the, the limit is though is like 20 or 30 pounds. I, I feel like I, I missed my opportunity this spring. If I'd realized back in March what this pandemic was going to do, I'd have gotten a dog then. I would, then I would have been home to train the dog. Right. And, that, and, and now the demand for him is crazy. Oh, and the, you, the, the shelters couldn't, couldn't keep up with the demand. Exactly. Um, again, part of my job is I travel a lot because I go to alumni events all over the country. I sometimes right. travel with the basketball team. And that would make it difficult to have a dog. And this would have been the perfect time. The perfect time. Way to go, Bridget. This year being off campus, junior year, we are in a house and my roommates decided to pull the trigger on a dog, a dog. Oh, so, man. So you were, I full disclosure, I was against it. Last week, you can hear my segment on it, but you, you're you a veteran dog owner. Are there any tips for those who are new to the game? Uh, okay, so uh, in the process of us doing this interview, this is how slick I was, you couldn't even tell. I finished walking my daughter. She was asleep in her, in her uh, whatever you call it, the stroller. I pull up, I silently wave to my wife to take her out, put her in bed. I came in, now I'm laying in my bed with my beloved dog, Eli the Palms, Eli next to me. So that is how slick I have been here. And uh, on that, not knowing that dog question was going to be Eli's patch on my head. As a veteran <laughs> dog owner, I would say this. These dogs, if you get them, they're playful. They need walks. you got to keep up with the food. you got to do all of that but just that dog will love you unconditionally as long as you love it and honestly the most stressed day you guys had a bad exam bad anything 
that dog should come home to be your priority even sometimes over the next studying and just give it all the love in the world because that's all that dog is looking for. Because remember this, you have a million things going on in your life that could be very important, especially you, you know, going to be graduating college and getting out. To that dog, you four guys are the most important thing in its world, and always remember that. Hey, well, what do we call this? Grubs and games? Games and grubs? Games and grubs. So, games and grubs. All right. <laughs> 414-288-7091. There it is. 414-288. Oh, gosh. I got to know that. Zero, oh, 0791? 7091. 7091. Almost. There we go. Almost. 7091. Call us up. Friendship with the Games and Grub Podcast. In the midst of my DA show fandom, the only creative, unique idea I could come up with was to do sports, but also mix in food because they do go together like a driver <laughs> and a shotgun rider. So, what? Uh, that's a great, that's a, by the way, that's a great analogy. A driver and a shotgun rider is exactly how they go. You guys are great, by the way. Which of the following dishes were born in Italy? Caesar salad, fettuccine primavera, chicken tetrazzini, none of them or all of them? Uh, I'm going to go with fettuccine. The answer is none of them. All right, well, why do you create a question with none of the answers? I never got that in tests. Teachers would be like, here's a question. What's the answer? And they're just like, none of them are the answer. So you're sitting there like, what did I learn? Just like what the answer isn't. I'm trying to learn what the answer is. That's so, a good point. I in never like really understood. Grade never really understood elementary school. Questions. Why are you like screwing with us that way? Yeah, exactly. Does that still go on? Do you have college yeah, courses absolutely. like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like none of the above is always an option. I'm like, what would it be then? What would the answer be? That is like, I I don't understand that. Yeah. And it, that's a good that's a good revelation by you. So best cooking ideas as far as when it comes to you. All right. Well, so you only just started cooking. So what is what have you expanded out? What are you just basically boiling pasta? Or are you making beets? What are you even doing? <laughs> Great example. Boiled pasta last night. Breakfast usually thrown together. Maybe a. Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich on a bagel. Uh, some smoothie action. Let's let's see what else. Uh, some frozen chicken thrown in the oven. But but what what's your next maybe step up from that? All right. So my next step. Look, this is kind of sports, right? What do we call this? Grubs and games, games and grubs. Games and grubs. So games and grubs. All right. Look. Food and cooking. I will tell you this to the cows come home. There are a lot of people who say they can't do it. And to me, I say that's bull. It doesn't mean you're going to be a great cook. And I'm sure there are people listening whose moms may be terrible cooks and moms may be great cooks. The bottom line is this. Practice makes perfect if you care enough to experiment. My next step for you would be you look up some recipes. Sure. Look up easy recipes, right? Like find things that you know you like when you've eaten out. Uh, like my wife is always always says, you know, a good starting step. Find good Mexican food. Tacos are easy. Empanadas are easy. Like anything uh, coming from that culture is very easy to cook. And and just start experimenting. Then from there you'll learn and you'll see like ingredients that you you will would have never bought at the store. Be like, what is this? What is this? You start buying spices and maybe get a spice rack. Like there are a lot of ways. Uh, we don't just have to be bland or anything like that. I, I just think you will grow your arsenal the more you try and the more you're willing to branch out. Great. Thanks, Aiden. Since we're in Wisconsin, your favorite cheese? Ooh, I love this question. This might be my favorite question I ever got on in an interview ever. <laughs> my favorite my favorite cheese, it's, it's, I hate to split hairs here, but it, it's one of two things. Are we talking on a sandwich or like on a platter? 
You know what? When I was writing this question, I was thinking on a sandwich. Okay. But you could go either way. All right. So I'm, I'll give you two answers then. If we're going strictly sandwich, I will continue to say it's Swiss. I, maybe that's not everybody's cup of tea. It has a little tang or whatever you want to call it to it. But I think Swiss on a deli meat sandwich or on a chicken cutlet or on grilled chicken is the perfect. It melts fine. It, it tastes cold fine. A lot of the yellow cheeses can kind of end up tasting a lot alike, and it's hard to decipher. Swiss stands out a little different, but I am a big, and this includes snacking their games, big on a meat and cheese board placed in front of you. And if that's the case... A little sharp provolone with some Italian meats on a cracker or something like that? Oh, forget about it. Forget about it. Hey, well, what do we call this? Grubs of games? Games and grubs? Games and grubs. So, games and grubs. All right. You know, it took a lot of consideration. I think a lot of us thought ourselves should be NARP of the week. I most definitely did. Yep. <laughs> yep. I, I thought so too, and so did Rachel. And, you know, after going in circles about it, we decided that Aiden is what? NARP of the week. This week. That's absurd. <laughs> Give it to the dog at that point. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. The... the the icing on the cake was seeing Aiden on my long run this morning. Um, I was like, wow, Aww. he really does deserve NARP of the week. Aiden, he you ran really this morning? running before his radio show. I got a pre-show run in this morning. He's like, I'm still in my, I'm still in my running shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and and you rolled out too. And you're Fantastic. Yeah. Definitely deserve the NARP of the week. I did. Rachel, Rachel saw me rolling, saw me foam, foam rolling before this. That was good. Yeah. Didn't, didn't thank, have, thank you guys for calling in and, and letting me know something that I didn't need to know because Aiden's not in Wow. Week, so that was rude. Thank you very much. You know, growing up, I always wanted to be an athlete, but when you are clearly the pudgy guy that can't put down fruit roll-ups and smart food white cheddar popcorn, <laughs> uh, you have to come to grips pretty early that you're not going to end up being the center fielder for the New York Yankees one day. So, uh, basically, I, I don't know, when I went to school, man, like I, I was always like the funny fat kid, if you will, so that was always my gimmick. I always kind of had personality, but with that... Uh, the one thing I dove way more into than ever really studying on tests were, were sports. I mean, from a very early young age, I could tell you that my father taught me how to read, not by cracking open a book or anything like that, but by going through box scores uh, of baseball games and stuff that. like that. And I distinctly remember, you know, five years old, six years old, and, you know, I'm reading what Don Mattingly's batting averages, and that's how I'm adding up numbers and doing all that. So, you know, it was ingrained in my brain, sports were so early that, it was such a passion, and when you combine that with my not being able to put food down, let's say, or, or lack of given athletic ability anyway, I need to find something in my life to do where I knew I'd be happy, I knew I wanted to be involved with sports, but I knew it wasn't going to be on the playing field. So I, I kind of had this vision, actually, if you remember, maybe you're way too young for this, and I could be outdating myself, which is scary. There was a sitcom on for a long time when I was younger called Everybody Loves Raymond. You probably see it and reruns today. There's reruns for sure. Okay, so you know everybody loves Raymond. I'm not right. completely outdating myself. No. All right, so Ray, <laughs> you're all right. So the show takes place on Long Island. Ray Romano, uh, it plays a sports writer for Newsday, which is our actual, like, our big newspaper here on Long Island. And knowing that that took place on Long Island, knowing how much I love that show, and knowing that he was a sports writer, actually in a weird way, which kind of speaks to me, I got my influence from a sitcom. Games and Grub, best podcast on the planet. How we doing? <laughs> You taught Al McGuire's son at Marquette High, is that, is that correct? Actually, no, but he was in my um, freshman homeroom. Uh, okay. 
<clears throat> yes, and I, and I used to go and watch them play because he was on the freshman team. It was after that that I went on to theology, so I was only there one year when he was there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I remember him well. He was, uh, he, he was just a natural-born athlete. Did you have a chance to meet Al? Oh yeah, one day, you know, I was watching the game and I was sitting there in the old days, you know, we Jesuits wore cassocks when we taught and all that, and I was sitting up in the stands and and he came up and he saw me. So, you know, being a Jesuit, he naturally came up and said, oh, there was hardly anybody there at a freshman game. He right, right. just came up and sat next to me. And then I said, you must have put a basketball in that hand as soon as he was, as soon as he was born. <laughs> and Al said, no, no, I never I never forced basketball on him. I mean, you could see he just naturally loved the game. So that was true. You know, Al was quite something, right? Way to go, Bridget. <laughs> And I mentioned all the places you've studied. Would you rather live in San Francisco weather or Milwaukee weather or Omaha weather? Yeah, Milwaukee and Omaha are pretty close. Um, I like I like both Milwaukee and Omaha. San Francisco is boring. Boring? <laughs> I lived in Santa Clara. It was, it, was, it was sunny all the time when I was there. There was only one season. I've never heard anyone describe it that way, but it, but it kind of makes sense when you're saying it. <laughs> That's a <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> All right. I am a peacock. You gotta let me fly. Favorite memory from the last six years with with the basketball team? Well, um, <laughs> going to Hawaii. Oh Hawaii, yeah, yeah. That that tournament in Hawaii. That was just uh, that was like dying and going to heaven for a while. <laughs> Maui, you know? <laughs> I mean, uh, just walking around that place. And that was. I'd never been to Hawaii before. And yeah. Sure. But that was wonderful. Because that was. What, what year was that? I think that was. Well, let's see. 2014, 15? Yeah, that was uh, about three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. That is awesome. And then listen to Games and Grind. I love it. I absolutely love it. Number two, Marquette versus Creighton basketball games in the Big East. Do, do you have a rooting interest? Of course. Blue Jays right now. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on. Your number one message. <laughs> you guys are great, by the way. And it's a great perspective that you have. You know how how I've taken it. The biggest lesson is just learning to control what you can control. And I was just recently on a text with with someone really close to and talking about how how she's handled it and. The basis of her answer was, you know, it really stuck with me. You just got to try to make the best of everything in this, you know, incredibly challenging and and changing world. And you have to make things the best you can and just let everything everything else work out. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny you you say it that way because I grew up in the sick, mostly in the 60s and 70s. And even back in the early 60s, when there was there was threats of you know, Russia attacking or nuclear war, and we had uh, bomb shelters and things like that. But the one thing I remember sticking in my mind at that time was, well, you know, if something happens, it happens to everybody. It's not gonna happen to just me, or just my family, or just my friends. It's gonna happen to everybody. And that's the thing about the, uh, the coronavirus. It's happened to everybody. And we really are all in this together. And despite the, uh, the, the polarities that are going on in our world right now with politics and with finances and all kinds of things, um, we, this is still something we all share together. You know, when we look at the other issues that we're dealing with right now, especially racism, again, it's something that affects all of us. And it's something that, while it, it affects different people at different levels, it's something that we all have to work on 
to to overcome. Hey, well, what do we call this? Grubs and games? Games and grubs? Games and grubs. So, games and grubs. All right. Here's Hatton for the win from the corner. He got it. Marcus Howard with the dish to Aiden Hatton. And Marquette is heading to the final four. This has been Games and Grubs.